Welcome everybody to the Boogie Haas podcast. We're doing things a little different today. It's actually the morning. We're drinking coffee instead of whiskey. So uh should be should be a nice energetic experience. Real quick, uh I'm Ryder Saran, guitar player for Ryder and Rollin' Thunder, and with me today is Jake Freeman, other guitar player for Ryder and Rolling Thunder Guitar and Pedal Steel. Yeah. It's good to have you back on the series. It's good to be here drinking your delicious mineral mineral water here this morning. Yeah. (laughs) That good tap. (laughs) That good tap water. That good Idaho tap. That Suez water. Mm Mm-hmm. I I got a bill once because I thought it was always like Idaho water or something. Then I got a bill from Suez and I was like, what is this? They're importing it from Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't know who this is. Topo Chico on tap. Yeah. Well, uh, some new things this week. Um, I went hiking in the White Clouds, kind of in between Stanley and Chalice, if you know know your Idaho geography. Had a had a beautiful time, you know. And one thing about hiking on the trail is it's always fun to sing songs. And we're starting a Spotify playlist that will be featuring some of these songs and other songs that uh, influence us. But I did want to say when we got to a real grueling part of the hike in particular, first off, this was labeled moderate. That ain't true. This was, I mean, if it was any harder, we would need a climbing gear on some of this stuff. What kind of shoes were you wearing? I was wearing like running shoes. There you go. (laughs) I was going to say, if you're wearing cowboy boots, that usually takes a moderate to extreme. (laughs) I think I would have slid all the way down the hill. (laughs) But we get to like a really hard part where we're just like energies about run out so i just start singing the battle hymn of the republic (laughs) to get us going that'd be there's an influencer for you yeah (laughs) but uh you know got up to uh, this lake called hoodoo lake and it was beautiful and walked around that and then on the walk back down like good songs to lift your spirits happy hike in the summer Beatles songs and Beach Boys songs. Really? No John Denver? No John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that would have been perfect for the scenery mm-hmm. we were in. Um, but like uh, God Only Knows mm-hmm. and Wouldn't It Be Nice. Mm. Now, are both of those songs on Pet Sounds? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. God Only Knows, yeah. Yeah, that's such a great song. Mm-hmm. That, like Good Vibrations, Brian Wilson just... Yeah. Vibes, vibes for days. Although I don't think uh, it's funny that you're singing them outside because I, I don't think Brian Wilson ever really left his bedroom, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he literally built a sandbox and just sat there writing songs. I was like, you guys go tour. I'm just going to chill here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you're if you're hiking and there's nobody around or if there is plenty of people around. Actually, I would say if there's nobody around, you don't want to interfere with other people's enjoyment of peace and nature. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm happy you were, you know, singing songs from your own throat because earlier in the summer I was out hiking one night and there was uh, some kids in this tight canyon with like a boombox backpack <laughs> listening to EDM music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That really and gets you going. You guys just go, hey, man, bir- the birds, man, the birds are singing songs. Yeah. I don't want to hear thick bass right now. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I felt like I was in Lord of the Rings or something. You know how they're always in the books anyway. They're always like singing songs everywhere they go, it seems. Yeah. But I was singing uh, 
little bit of Beach Boys. Nice. Felt good. Have to throw that on yeah. our Spotify playlist. I think probably Lord of the Rings uh, is what initially got me interested in folk music, actually. Because I was reading Lord of the Rings and listening to Led Zeppelin simultaneously at the same time. Ooh. Yeah. And they got that, especially Battle of Evermore. Totally. We got to throw that on the playlist, too. Yeah, a little, little uh, kind of wooden mystic music. Yeah. Um, so, like I had said, we are starting this Spotify playlist that's all songs that we feel have influenced us as a band. Each of us will be adding songs to it, uh, just so you can kind of maybe get a flavor of where we're coming from in the songs we're writing. We'll probably break it up too, like songs to boogie to, songs to nap to, songs to wake up and drink coffee to, Yeah, songs to... uh, I don't know, sit on your carpet and stretch too. Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot is great to wake up and drink yeah. coffee. You know, too. my favorite music to wake up and drink coffee to is uh, like Towns Van Zandt. Ooh. Yeah. You like sad stuff in the morning? <laughs> Not necessarily sad, just like wooden and mellow. Mm. You know? You should try Gordon Lightfoot. I like Gordon like, Lightfoot. It's like happy. Yeah. And wooden and mellow. Yeah. On certain things. Yeah. What uh? So you've already added some songs to the playlist. Yeah. What, uh, what are your What are your hot tunes? Uh, the the probably three hot tunes as of late that have at least been affecting how I want to play instruments in this band. Number one, I love Dickie Betts, and I've been listening to his album Dickie Betts and Great Southern, and uh, the the track Bogan Boganvillea is that how you say that flower. I I would hope so. Bougainvillea. I think that's how you say it. it's 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 a flower. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the tune, and it's just this really beautiful, uh, classic Dickie Betts. You know, I mean, there's lyrical content as well, but mostly instrumental track with a lot of really cool, doubled uh, harmony guitars. You know, playing just these really long, you know, cascading, ascending, and descending lines together. So that's that's been on heavy rotation this summer, at least, because it definitely satisfies that sort of like hot kind of sweaty southern rock vibe but kind of has like a dusky evening kind of mellow vibe to it you know with uh the inevitable interjection of psychedelia in there as well yeah and that's you know particularly for me the intersection of music i love is is kind of country kind of melodic jazzier sound and kind of tone rock and um a little bit of cause cosmic energy uh, injected as well, which I feel like, you know, a lot of Dickie Betts music is definitely kind of country, country, jazzy, blues, soul music. Yeah. And that album particularly, all the songs are, are, are incredible, but that tune in particular, I, I heard it for the first time just a few months ago and it was sort of like, how have I never heard this before? And it's just like everything you want to hear for that kind of music. Very reminiscent of Almond Brothers songs, like In Memory of Elizabeth Reed and Whipping Post and those yeah. sort of tunes. Do you think the cosmic vibe comes more from like chord progressions and like the music or does it come more from uh, production choices? I think it comes from both, but I think in, in context of this album, it comes from the performance and the, the chord composition because the production is pretty, it's pretty rustic. Like it sounds pretty, pretty much like live tracked, you know, mm-hmm. I, I could be very wrong, but that's what it sounds like. There's no flangers. No, going not on. really. Like it's pretty, <laughs> it sounds pretty straightforward. Like, like, you know, probably SG, Les Paul, like into, 
you know, a, a Fender or a Marshall with some verb and a little overdrive or something like that in places. But I think the vibe comes from more so like just kind of, um, you know, I, I guess I, I don't think of Cosmic so much to do with like a lot of effect and production. I think of it more so to have like an energy of just kind of space, which I think inevitably comes from a lot of kind of more like kind of country, country music and country blues and, you know, that not really honky tonk, but there's just the sort of more like open space vibe that then exists in the music, which, you know, if you know anything about Dickie Betts was always really important to him, you know, was having that sort of presence in his playing and, and whatnot. Yeah. And also a connection with nature. Totally. Too. Which is, which is, which for me at least is, you know, and obviously for you too is, is huge. I can't really, uh, I, I don't, I can't really play guitar very well if I don't have like open space around me. It just feels like really starts to feel really unnatural and congested and, and, you know, sort of, you know, not in the right place. Yeah. I feel like I need a clean space. Definitely. Like I have to get all my, my house in order and then get my rehearsal space in order and then I can practice. Yeah. Clean clean house or clean space clean mind essentially totally uh, i need windows and light as well man i i used to live in a really dark apartment and like i just was always just <laughs> i just felt like i went down the wrong rabbit hole <laughs> yeah. being stuck in there playing you know <laughs> now my, my my studio at home i've got two windows and plants and it's just like the light you know practicing during the day it feels really good and i think that it inevitably recycles in what i play you know just tonally and kind of you know, spiritually or soulfully or whatever too. Yeah. As we're recording this, uh, I, I moved into a new house and built a little studio in the basement. And now that you're saying that, I'm like, maybe I need to, I, you know, I blocked out all the windows with soundproofing, but maybe need to get some fake plants. So at <laughs> least there's, there's some vibe. <laughs> yeah. You can get some low light plants some plants that like the shade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but there's like no light. That's <laughs> true. You could always, you could always be the courier and take them out back for a few hours every morning and bring them back in at night. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, it's bordering crazy kind of uh plant pet person life, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just get fake ones. Then they'll, they'll get covered in spiders and dusty. I don't know. Yeah. What's, um, What's uh, the next song that you have? Uh, a tune by Willis Allen Ramsey, who was a is a Texas singer songwriter who released thus far uh, one album in the seventies that I think was uh, produced at Leon Russell's studio. And this dude Willis Allen Ramsey kind of did this one album and then like kind of made some appearances. And I think the seventies and maybe some through early 80s and i know he continues to play i've never seen him but um this album is is incredible i think it's just self-titled there's another song on there called northeast texas women that's great uh spider john um and like you know lyle lovett and john prine have covered some of his songs and stuff but this tune that i put on the playlist goodbye missoula i picked because it's one of my favorite pedal steel songs and the steel player on the tune is a guy named Red Rhodes, who was a Los Angeles studio musician. And like, I know he like owned a, a musician, an instrument and amplifier repair shop and like was really handy with electronics and stuff. And um, I don't know like what the particular roster of records that Red Rhodes played on, but I know he was like kind of one of the dudes for a hot spell there. And he played yeah. pedal steel on this Willis Allen Ramsey album. And the the steel tone on this song, Goodbye to Missoula, is just like incredible. It's not like 
it's not like real honky tonk and twangy. It's like really atmospheric and just super beautiful, like super vibey. You know, the song itself has a really nice chord progression. And, you know, the story, the lyrics are great. And um, yeah, I just kind of when I heard that, when I started playing pedal steel, I started kind of paying attention to pedal steel playing um, that kind of more like haunting, atmospheric, um, you know, just really kind of more of a glow type playing appealed to me so much more than like really dry kind of quacky banjo-y chicken picking kind of sounded pedal steel playing mm -hmm. and that steel part on the goodbye of missoula is just like you know it's exactly that and it just kind of blows my mind because like um like the tone is so incredible you know and like i, I don't know what kind of guitar he played but you know it was probably one he built or maybe an emmons or a showbutt or something and probably a twin reverb and like you know um i've owned just about every fender amp that there is you you work through them <laughs> and uh, you haven't I, had a princeton yet i haven't had a princeton but um <laughs> i can't make my pedal steel sound like it does on this record i just don't know what his magic touch was so um that's a really beautiful song um that, that kind of has that that pedal steel voice you know is really prominent like it's the arrangement of it almost sounds like something a string section would play i was just thinking like the atmospheric side like on a the atmospheric side of pedal steel like on harvest neil young totally that the pedal steel can almost take the part of you know a four-piece little string section totally and you know he's i think his name's uh i think his name's ben keith neil young's pedal steel player or bill keith ben keith and he's another one who just like has that magic touch of just like super simple playing um but just like incredible performance and incredible tone and Again, it's not really that, it's not really the quacky, you know, fast, fast running chicken pick and stuff. It's just really articulately placed, uh, you know, melodies and harmonies throughout the song. And so, and I think, you know, back to it, man, Goodbye Old Missoula is just like, it's, it's such a nice song. It's kind of one of those songs you hear and you're just like, man, like, how did this dude, like, like, how did not, how wasn't how everyone listening to this at the time? You know, yeah. it's so good. It's kind of just like, I think the best of what like kind of folk kind of country folk music with full arrangement could be you know yeah and then uh we've got we've got one more song we want to talk about yeah let's let's i don't know i mean this one this one's pretty mainstream um but shotgun willie by willie nelson and uh that whole record is just you know is badass and i mean everything i'm a huge willie nelson fan um but shotgun willie is such a cool tune because i remember like when I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe like 24, I was living in New York City and I had like had these songs I wanted to record. And uh, I met this guy, Stu Mahan, who's a bass player and a producer and just a really cool dude, musician. And I went to Stu's house in Crown Heights and I played him some songs and he was like, oh dude, like that stuff's like kind of country and funky. And he gave me this compilation to listen to that was called um, country funk people probably have heard it there's two volumes and honestly some of it's not that funky but there's like some cool cuts on there and up until this point i hadn't really like been a willie nelson fan and i heard shotgun willie was the first song i heard mm -hmm. um and i was like oh wow like that's cool it's, it's really kind of like it grooves it's a little more upbeat it's not like um it's not a waltz yeah <laughs> it's just like a cool it's kind of like got a little bit of a like a almost like a rockin' vibe to it, you know? Yeah. And that was like, that was actually, I think, the, not the first Willie Nelson song I heard, but the first Willie Nelson song I heard that I was like, oh, I really like this. Yeah. And it sort of served as a template for 
a lot of kind of just not only acoustic but like electric guitar playing and songwriting in general that like things can kind of occupy that kind of like you don't have to be loud to like really find a groove you know yeah. that it can just kind of be this really hip kind of mellow place to be um, and I, I mean I listen to that album often and regularly all the time I love the whole thing and there's obviously Jimmy Day great pedal steel playing all over that stuff too which is really cool yeah I uh I am trying so hard to find that album in record shops. Mm. I can never find it. Redheaded Strangers, you can find everywhere, yeah. but Shotgun Willie's harder to find. Yeah, it's definitely seemingly the classic. And I think a lot of people, when they think of like Outlaw, which is funny that, you know, like Willie Nelson's connotated as being like Outlaw Country, because the majority of his music is more so like, uh, like jazzier and like, yeah. you know, it's his like. His pop hits are all like pretty much jazz yeah <laughs> um but that album particularly is like his kind of most like you know kind of i guess badass kind of stuff you yeah. know like a little more a little more kind of raw and like you know a little more kind of in that mainstream kind of maybe a little rock influence and stuff like that in there yeah and uh oh what's the well i mean he does have that cool waltz on it the sad songs and waltzes oh, aren't yeah. selling the, this year that's a great song whiskey river which i think is too slow on the record but yeah when he does it live and hops mm -hmm. it up it's like that's where that song should be definitely yeah i wonder if when he was in the studio he's like no we need to go slower <laughs> I don't, yeah <laughs> who, who knows man i mean you know who knows maybe they slowed the tape down <laughs> who knows yeah <laughs> Somebody spilled spilled their whiskey on the tape or something. Yeah, they recorded it in the morning and no one had enough coffee yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or they recorded it at two in the two in the morning and. <laughs> yeah, but you know, going back to the kind of the the cosmic kind of you know cosmic vibe thing or whatever, and I know like cosmic country has become sort of a hashtag hot term or something. And yeah, uh, I hear a lot. You know, I listen to a lot of it and. Um, you know, again, I just think it comes back to like it, that energy comes from a lifestyle choice, not really so much from like a sonic choice, you know, because, you know, when I, when people, when I hear like cosmic music and oftentimes I listen to them, it's like, oh, it just has a lot of reverb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but when I hear stuff like, like in like Shotgun Willie or other Willie Nelson records, like, you know, Stardust, where he recorded all those old standards and, you know, very much in kind of a modern jazz, jazz arrangements, you know, like to me, those songs are super cosmic and have that just really like time and space kind of timelessness energy, I think, which is more so what, what that connotates for me with a lot of this music is just sort of like that. Yeah. That kind of like staring at the night sky or, you know, walking out in a smoky morning kind of vibe or something like that. Yeah. Well, thank you all very much for tuning into the Boogie House podcast. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist that we're building. You'll be able to find it linked in our Instagram story. Yes. And it will be consistently updated. Yes. With hot tracks. Yeah. All kinds of new stuff. Just things we're listening to throughout the week. I uh, hope y'all are staying safe out there. Have a, have a good day if you're listening in the day. Have a good night if you're listening at night. Just keep each other safe out there. Farewell. Farewell.